Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Passing through the snow in a lifted pickup truck. O'er the hills we go looking for a buck. I'm back here in the bed with a big smile on my face. I'm getting in the spirit with a loaded 308. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, fill that freezer up. Oh, what fun it is just drinking bourbon, shooting bucks. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to shoot a deer on Christmas Day. Santa came last night. But he parked this lane next door Cause he knows I'd love a reindeer mount Right over my front door And we told all the kids Those presents have to wait Till daddy comes back home With a big dead deer on his tailgate Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells Fill that freezer up Oh, what fun it is just drinking Good morning and welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show On this Christmas Eve morning Merry Christmas, everybody. 504 here in the Bayou City. Let's head down to Port O'Connor now and check in with our real good friend and, man, hunter and fisherman. So boys done it all. Let's check in with Captain Lynn Smith this morning. Lynn, what's up? Well, man, just sitting here eating uh, venison sausage and biscuit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nothing better, man. Tough life, baby. <laughs> I'm Biscuits telling you, and I, venison. I, there ain't nothing like but, it, man. I know it. <laughs> if you're anything like me, I, I bet you got all your stuff stacked up by the door, fixing to load it in your truck. <laughs> it's not quite to the door yet, but it's uh, it sure is laying around. I got to get all that cleaned up before everybody comes over tonight for Christmas Eve and celebrate. Yeah, I, I guess I don't think you'll get much sleep tonight. Probably you know? not. Uh, man, Blaine Blaine uh, came back and did Christmas with his family and everything here in Baytown. He's already he left yesterday and went all the way back down there. He's by himself. Nobody's at the lodge. Everybody's celebrating Christmas, and uh-huh. he's out he's out feeding feeding the deer this morning. He just ran over oh, a five foot rattlesnake a while ago. He just texted me. He's oh out my there goodness! Grinding already. That guy's a working machine. He sounds like it. He sounds like it. Well, you know, you, you call it work. It's like me. Well, um, it's a, it's I, a, I call it, but yeah, it's, it's a it's passion of love. You know, you just love it. It is. It, it is. And you enjoy it. You enjoy doing it. Uh, it's work, but you enjoy it. You know, I, I was down there the other day and, and the ranch manager and I, he and I put out 70 bags of Milo, you know, filling quail feeders. You know, it's, it's work. But you enjoy what you're doing, you know. It's part of it. It really is. And uh, filling those deer feeders and 
and everything. I mean, hey, you're out there with nature. You know, that's right. what it's about. That's what it's about. You live to do it. You know, if you don't, if you don't enjoy that, you, you know, you, you just sit back and prop your feet up on the on the sofa and and die. You know, <laughs> that's it. Oh man, mm-hmm. this time of the year, boy, this is what we live for. You know. Well, you know, that's every sportsman's dream is to die in the field doing what he loves. That's exactly Not right. Not some hospital bed on hospice <laughs> or any of that, man. Just go down no. swinging, brother. No, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I wouldn't mind going yep. down with a state record trout on or at least oh, getting I'm... my hands and on a stringer so when they found me face down waiting somewhere that said, well, he had a good yep. one on his stringer. He got what he was yep. looking for. <laughs> That's what I, I tell everybody. I said, you know? I want to find me on the shoreline, a state record trout be on the stringer. Oh, and they said, that... well, you know, you wouldn't know it was state record. I said, trust me, I'd know it. Yeah, <laughs> I would. would. That's why it's on the stringer. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's why exactly it's on right. the stringer, buddy. <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, I'd let him go. But uh, I'd know it. Oh, man. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I, I told you about old John Barnes here in Port O'Connor. You know, he died with two reds on the stringer and another one on his line and he's face well, down that's awesome. from a heart attack and uh his son well, it's not awesome that, that he died but hey man he died doing what he loves that's big time that's that's exactly. the way to go brother and, and his son has that redfish mounted on his wall the one that his dad had on his line when he died now that's the way to do it you and know? that's like the decision your doctor said hey if you go hunting or fishing one more time it could kill you i said well yeah I'm leaving right yeah. now. I'll see yeah. you later, Doc. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> let me get let me get my rod. I'll be yeah. I'll be let, let me get dressed. I'm gone. Oh man. Yep, that's right. Oh howdy. Oh man, I know you're biting at the bit, boy. You're ready. You're ready. Yeah, to go. it's uh, it's what I do. I like it this yes, time sir. of year. You know, oh, and, and I never really got into deer hunting until, you know, I quit duck hunting, you know, guiding duck hunts and all that. And I just, uh, thanks to Blaine, he got me into it. I was, I always enjoyed it. I just didn't get to do it a lot. And, uh, man, it just, uh, mm-hmm. it's another one of them passions. It just grabs you. It sticks to you. You can't, oh. you can't shake it. And when that first good one steps out. Get, oh that man, that first... feeling you get. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, man, you throw your binoculars up and look at him, and you go, oh, my goodness, look at this, you know. Yeah, and then your yeah, uh, hands start shaking a little bit, and you go, man, yeah. this may be a shooter here, and you keep studying that deer. It, it, yeah. Make sure he's aged good, you know, he's an old one. I said, man, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. pulling the trigger. That's good stuff. If that, doesn't, if that doesn't get to your blood, you know, you need to quit. You know? Yeah, you don't have a pulse. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, if that doesn't get to you, you need to quit hunting. And what know. excites me the most is going down and, and, you know, in these hunts with, you know, people around and everything is these young kids <laughs> that come down and, man, in the evenings after dinner, everybody's sitting around the fire and just that anticipation, those kids, you can tell they're not going to get a bit of sleep all night long. They're going to be oh, tossing yeah. and turning and just, you know, <clears> kind of <throat> like a kid waiting on Santa Claus. And Oh, uh, yeah. Man, when they yeah. shoot them a good deer. That uh, that's more fun to me than me shooting it, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Seeing those kids, it just man, it just uh, the way they just light yeah. up, it just makes them a different person. 
I, I love that <clears throat> sitting in a stand with a with a, a kid that's never never done that, you know, and never right. never deer hunted. And, and I had a had a boy that um, was in the stand with me, and and uh, the guy that owns the ranch. He told me he said uh, that boy can shoot a trophy. His dad said he can shoot a trophy. I said okay, and this buck. And this buck came out at about 150 yards, and uh-huh. uh, and he said, uh, I asked him, I said, you want to shoot that deer? I said, that's a trophy. And he said, I, I, I don't feel good about taking the shot. He's, uh, I don't have a good rest from my right arm. And I said, well, if you don't feel good about it, don't take the shot. Right. Uh, you don't, you don't want to wound the deer. And he said, well, no, I don't feel good about it. And I said, buddy, that is a trophy. Well, anyway, he didn't take the shot, and uh, I got back to the ranch house, and I told his dad, I said, I'll take my hat off to the boy. He didn't want to wound the deer, and uh, he didn't have a good rest. Well, three days later, we did the flyover with the helicopter and the, and the biologist, and we were doing the survey and saw the deer from the helicopter, saw that one he passed up and, and took the picture of it, and uh, I'll have to send you the picture of this deer, and uh I mean, not many people would have passed on this deer, uh, me included. I mean, right. this deer's got a big old, about a eight or eight or nine-inch drop tine on his right side. Oh, man. Oh, he's a he's a pig, you know. And, uh, I mean, he's a horse. But, uh, um, uh, uh. Oh, he was a, he was a really pretty buck. But, um, you know, the kids had enough savvy that he, he knew he, he didn't want to wound the deer. And the next day, he killed a, a real nice deer. He killed a, you know, 170 class. And, uh, I mean, nothing to, to look down on. I mean, it was a really pretty deer. But nothing like the one he passed up. You know, nothing wow. like that. <clears throat> well, that's, and, uh, you know, that's uh, that's a hard decision to make. And I've had to do it before when I just couldn't get a good rest. I was in a bad position. And uh, Oh, yeah. You don't want to make a mistake because, I mean, down no. there, I mean, a crippled deer in that brush country like that, that's a nightmare, especially for the guys that have got to go look for it or even call in the dogs and just, it's nasty. It's, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And going all through that cat claw and all that and oh trying to my find gosh. your deer. Oh, man. It's a nightmare. Oh, it is. You come out of there, I, I come out of there bleeding all over, you know. Yeah, I do. It's like uh, you've been in a fight with a bobcat inside a phone booth. That's right. <laughs> oh, that stuff's horrible. You know, I told you that one customer that listens listened to us on the radio, and he came down here to hunt the management hunt, and uh, we had to bring the dogs in on uh, to find his deer. And uh, he came back from finding his deer. He said, you know, I heard you and Mickey <laughs> Talking on the radio about cat claw, he said, "Look at me!" And both his hands were bleeding, all scratched up. Oh boy! <laughs> I said, "Yep, you found out about cat claw, didn't you?" He said, "Oh my goodness!" Look hey, that this. stuff will reach out and grab you. You can just get close to it, and it's going to grab you, man. That's, it does, uh, man. It does. I mean, all those dogs that go through that. I'm, they get all that cactus in them and cat claw, and just man, it's, oh, it's their passion too. It is, man. It is. But uh, let me knock this break but, out, Lynn. Hang on, we're already up on a break. I'll be right. right back to you, brother. All right. All right. You're listening to the outdoor show here at Sports Radio 610. Quick break. We'll be right back. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria, don't you know I've come a long, long way. I've been morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show on this christmas eve morning it is 518 here in the bayou city all right mr lynn smith we are back yes sir well i think uh, we get christmas out of the way and i think between christmas and new year's i'm gonna ease down south and help uh ranch manager fill some feeders and uh, just help him out a little bit so uh get down there i guess uh you'll probably be sleeping in your snake boots tonight <laughs> if i know you <laughs> i would be oh man you, oh man i i know you're excited i know you would i would be oh man yeah i know the i fe- look forward to this it, and, and that's what makes it fun you look forward to it all year you know and it's it oh, makes it like a special big event you know oh yeah yeah. You know, I remember growing up as a kid, uh, I, I'd hardly sleep at night, you know, just you, you couldn't sleep. Yeah, I really couldn't. And, uh, man, I, I was biting at the bit, ready to go, ready to go. Just uh, whether it was duck hunting or, or deer hunting, yeah. it didn't matter. You know, I was ready to go. Yeah, and I got to make a beautiful hunt, you know, week before last. That was that was so awesome to go duck hunting again. I miss that a lot too. That I did the same blood. thing. That's that's so yeah. much fun. Oh yeah, I got invited on a hunt in Garwood, and uh, I hadn't duck hunted in several years, and uh, so it was a great experience, you know, just get out there and just you know get in amongst them, uh, watching those teal just buzz you and pour into those decoys. It's just it brought back a lot of memories. It really did, you know, a lot of memories. And uh, yeah, it, does. it just uh, kind of warms your heart, you know. But uh, it's been a long time since I've been out there in the, in the on the prairie like that. Yeah. But um, oh, I tell you, it was uh, it was great to get out there and do that. And it's a camaraderie too, you know. Right. To see a lot of people you haven't seen in a long time. Or is a lot, of, a lot of a lot of good talking to duck blinds. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh well, I, you know I used to hunt a lot over here in 
Fort Connor, I hunted uh, over on the island, and I had a blind over on this flat that uh, um, had about six inches of water on it. And the first part of the season, first part of the split, uh, those pintails and wedges just covered you up, man. I mean, it was unreal. And I used to take this couple with me that uh, became real good friends. Uh, we've become real good friends. In fact, went over and had dinner with them last night. But anyway, uh, I was sitting in the blind with them one morning. Boy, we're talking and shooting the bow. And looked up, and we had a, a real pretty 10-point buck came walking across the island and walked right up into our decoys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that was that was a real experience. And uh, well, I'm glad Phil dear. Robertson wasn't hurting you with you. He'd have killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Oh, God. Remember those old duck men videos he used to put out? Oh, you know, yeah. There was one. Oh, yeah. If, if I didn't watch my son and my nephew rewind that 500 times and show that, there a, a doe come, uh, you know, try, trouncing through their spread, you know, in a pond. They had a big, you know, remember they used to hunt out of those big Cadillac blinds with, you know, they had oh, yeah. a kitchen in the back of them and all, you know, yeah. big time duck hole. And they're all sitting there and spitting skull and shotgun hulls and just, you know, redneck paradise and, and his deer car starts walking through their decoys. Phil drops his shotgun, his A5, and reaches over, and it looks like he grabbed a 270 or whatever. <laughs> that deer took <laughs> off running, and he uh, he let that deer have it. It turned a complete flip about two <laughs> times, and then landed in the water. And it just, I mean, you couldn't stop laughing after watching that. Those boys <laughs> rewind that and watch it and just keep laughing. That, that was a good oh, my days. goodness. That was good stuff, man. I had uh, I had some old boys that were were neighbors of mine when I was in college and uh, uh, I went to Kilgore Junior College first and and uh, these guys were from Denton and man they were characters. That's where my mom well, was from, Denton, Texas. Is that right? And yeah. they, uh, they they were characters, boy, and they uh, they wanted to come down and go uh, goose hunt with me right. in Port in Port Arthur. So anyway, I got them coming down to Port Arthur and I took them down Sabine Pass and we, we goose hunted. Boy, they, they invited me to come up to uh, uh, Lake Dallas and go uh, duck hunting. I said, great. I said, y'all, y'all got a good place. Oh, we got a boat blind. We pulled the boat right into the blind and, and oh man, you'll enjoy it. I said, okay. So I went up there and hunted with them one day and Boy, they they pulled the blind, pulled the boat into the blind, and boy, we're we're sitting there, and there's about four of us, I think, and we're in the we're in this blind, and just getting daylight, and they say, here he comes, here he comes, and this one teal is just highballing it, boy. I mean, he is flying like crazy, and he comes comes by the decoys, he's he's way out of range, you know, yeah. and he's just <laughs> no, not even slowing down, you know. And they're going, shoot him, shoot him. I said, he's too far, man. He's way too far. And that teal never slowed down, and he just went on by us, you know. <laughs> and they went, well, that's the morning flight. Now you want to go home and come back this afternoon and get him on the way back? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, that's it? And they said, that's it. You either get him going or coming, you know. <laughs> I went, boy, y'all got a great hunt here, I'll tell you. <laughs> boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, they, they were characters though. I took them down to Sabine Pass, and we went out in the Sea Rim Marsh out there, and boy, we we had a great goose hunt. 
killed a whole bunch of geese and a bunch of ducks, and they thought I was in heaven, you know. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a good spot out there for years and years. Well, kind of like, you know, people that uh been hunting East Texas all their life, and, you know, the struggle's real in, in the piney woods, but uh, then they come to South Texas, and they go, man, I, we didn't know there's this many deer in the whole world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we had uh, we had some hunters from, uh, I think it was Missouri, came down to uh, George West and uh, put this guy up in his stand. And uh, anyway, he never fired a shot. He didn't fire a shot. And uh, came to pick him up and said, well, what do you think? He said, I, I called my wife and I told her, honey, sell everything we're moving to texas <laughs> he said <laughs> he said i never saw so many deer in my life and that's he said this is this is unbelievable he said you can you can hunt a stand all year long up there where i'm from and never see a deer <laughs> if you see one you're lucky <laughs> he yeah, said, when this you, do, you better be quick man because they got a little gap they walk out into and uh they're gone before you can get the gun out the window that's right yeah, that was so funny. Sell everything, honey. We're moving to Texas. Sell it all. <laughs> We're selling yeah. out. We're moving to Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, he said that's... he was just in awe. He said I I never picked my rifle up. He said I just I just couldn't couldn't stand it. I just kept watching them, Man. watching the bucks walk up and the does. And he said, Oh my goodness. He said, What a sight, you know. And it is, you know, uh, it just gets in your blood. You know, you just like well. I can't believe this. I mean, look at these bucks chasing does around men. I mean, it just, it's just it's just an awesome sight. And right now, this oh, is when they're running them. You know? I love You're, hunting the rut, man. You just never know what's going to step out. You don't really know. And it you'll see deer you that they up, have. Man. You, just, you know, your head's got to be on a swivel, your binoculars, and out of every window, peeking out the windows. Because I always, yep. you know, I'll crack a couple. I'll just barely open them just to get some air moving but you know those deer they're they're used to seeing that stand when nobody's in it with the windows closed you know if you're hunting right. a stand like that some have you know the slide windows where it's always looks like you know they're open but the ones that are always yep. closed i do that peekaboo stuff with those those deer know they see one of them windows wide open and oh, hotel hunters that and you'll go to pick them up, and every window in that, in that blind's wide open. You can see mm-hmm. them moving inside there. And those deer know. If I can see them, I know the deer can. Sure. Sure they know. Uh, the other day, uh, I sat in one stand. I saw three bobcats Goodness. down that one stand and uh, coming down the Sendera. And they'd come down the Sendera towards the stand, and they'd walk into the brush. You know, different different bobcats. Right. Three different bobcats. I mean, they were just strolling down the Sendero, and then they just ease off in the brush, you know. I mean, you know, just you're, you're seeing stuff like that. I mean, you're just seeing nature nature work right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, gosh, good grief, you know. I've sat I mean, in coyotes, one stand. badgers. I mean, you see a oh, lot of stuff that uh, the average everything. person's never seen, you know, like especially a badger. Oh, Boat yeah. runners. Oh. I mean, all the birds in South Texas. You talk about a bird watcher's oh, yeah. dream this time of year down there, seeing all the green jays and the cardinals. All those mean, green jays. Yeah. Oh, those People green never... jays are beautiful, aren't they? And it's hard beautiful. to believe they can crack that corn like nobody's business. Oh, absolutely. People never seen a green jay. I mean, it is a beautiful bird. They you know, are. It's all green with a, be- with a blue head. 
Yeah. And, uh, and about George West area, uh, that's about as far north as they go, I think. Right. You know, that's about as far too north. Far. No, they don't. But um, we've got them all over, all over the ranch there, George West. But, um, I mean, I think they're up around Catula in that area, too. They're m- moving more and more north. But um, they are a beautiful bird. They are. But, man, gorgeous. Man, man. Of course, we, Blaine, we don't have them up here. Blaine's brother, Craig, took a, in one of them big old satellite dishes, like back mm-hmm. in the day that everybody had in their yards. It looked like NASA. But uh, he uh, built some bricks and set one on there upside down where it'll hold water and they keep it full of water. You wouldn't believe mm-hmm. sitting on the porch and watching the birds come to that every day. Oh, man. It's uh, all the different species. And, it, you know, I mean, it. You can sit on the porch. If you're a bird watcher, you're, it's right up your alley. It's pretty cool. Oh, I, I can imagine. Uh, we've got one stand there, George West, just one that has uh, blue quail. And yeah. uh, I love watching them, you know, because yeah. we don't have many on that one ranch. Uh, they like sandy soil, and we got mm-hmm. one area that really has sandy soil. But uh, we've got javelina there. You know, it's funny how that one stand – if you corn that stand one day, you may see a couple of javelina there, and, and uh, you come back that afternoon, you may have a dozen there. Right. And you come back the next morning, there'll be thirty. You know, it's like they 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 tell their buddies, they go home and tell their buddies about. Yeah, we got the mother load over fine. here, man. Dinner is <laughs> yeah. served. Y'all come get you some while it's good. Oh yeah. Let me knock this yeah. break out, Lynn. I'll come right back. Hang on, buddy. All right. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. They'll, they'll be open today till 2 o'clock, so if you got some last-minute stuff you want to stop by, Belleville will be there for you. And uh, talk about a great place to shop and have all your processing done for Wild Game. They have a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And gift boxes are still available in-store or online, and their Wild Game processing, second to none. Check out their Vinny dogs. I've, uh, I'm going to have somebody this year. I heard these uh, Vinny dogs and hog dogs are excellent. And uh, that way you can bring something home from your hunt. The whole family can enjoy all year long. Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Their processing facilities open. And Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. In the Belleville Meat Market, they're celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Christmas Eve morning. All right, it is 535 here in the Bayou City. Captain Lynn Smith, we are back, bud. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, um, does Blaine have a lot of blues down there on this uh, yes. on his place? He's yeah, like, he's, he's he got does. quite a few blues down there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was hunting on the on the king one time on the king ranch and uh, it was funny we uh <laughs> we got into a bunch of blues and uh it was so funny we we were running after these blues and the blues were running everywhere you know they wouldn't even they wouldn't fly you know you try to get them to fly and uh i had i was standing in one spot and this buddy of mine was chasing these blues and i had a blue quail run literally run between my legs <laughs> <laughs> he, he ran between my legs hey they they don't want to fly dude they they run they like don't. crazy man oh they do they do oh it was crazy it was funny but uh they are a beautiful bird though gosh almighty yeah they are yeah. they're pretty yeah especially on a barbecue pit <laughs> oh yeah man yeah yeah, yeah. Well, my father-in-law he used to buy me a case of three-inch mag number nine shot, 12 oh my gauge for Christmas every year. He'd buy me a case of them. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you want to talk about rolling them blue coil when they start running down them cinders and they won't fly? Hey, oh, my goodness. It, it looks like you rolled a bowling ball through them. That nine shot would take them out, man. And oh, goodness. <laughs> I was hunting in Tequila with old Wayne Webb, all my old buddies, and we uh, got up one morning and, we decided, yeah, it's warm. Deer ain't moving good. Let's go quail hunting. So we all got in a Jeep. There was four of us in a Jeep. Had the suicide seats on the front of it, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're quail hunting. And we get down by the river that runs through their property there, and and uh, it gets to a point on a fence line where you can either make a right or make a left. And we were going to make a right. And I, I was riding the passenger side, and I looked down at left in there, and I said, oh, my God, look at the turkeys. And, uh. Wayne said, cut down on them. And I let five fly out of that 12 gauge, and there was turkeys flopping and flying around and jumping <laughs> everywhere. And all of them flew off but one. And he was he was laying in the cinder with his old head wobbling. So I ran oh. down there, and it was cold that morning, fairly cold. And I had a good heavy jacket on riding in that Jeep. And I reached down and grabbed that turkey by the neck, and he went to work on me, buddy. He started spurring Ooh. me in the chest and flopping and oh my knocking goodness. my hat off with his wings and I turned him loose and he just flew off. He had <laughs> one little blood spot coming out of his head where one of them little BBs got him, but, uh, it didn't kill oh, him. He man. flew off. But, Boy, those spurs will hurt you. <laughs> yeah, they will. And they, I said, get this turkey off of me. He's eating me up, man. I wouldn't let go of him. I just kept letting him beat the crap out of me. I don't know why I didn't turn loose of him. I wanted that turkey though. Big one. Oh Big man. Old beard on him, but that, uh, I got oh, my butt rolled by a turkey that morning. They, those guys oh. said if we had that on video, we could sell this for big money. We could embarrass <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, they can work you over with those spurs, I guarantee you. Oh, he just kept putting them in my chest. Thank God I had that heavy coat on. Man, we were driving into the ranch one day, and, and uh, there was a whole group of gobblers over on the, on the left side of the road. And over on the right side, there was a bunch of uh, jakes. And uh, they were all together, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, these jakes took off. And all of a sudden, this one jake flew over and he landed with those gobblers. And, buddy, I'm here to tell you, those <laughs> gobblers worked him over. <laughs> they worked him over, man. Like, hey, buddy, you don't belong over here. 
you know. No. <laughs> I mean, they they just jumped on him, man. Like, you're too young, man. You don't belong over here with the big boys, you know. Man, they got to tearing him up. <laughs> he got out of there quick. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now, you're yeah, not in the pecking order, man. That's it. Mm. Well, the longer you're in the field, the more good stuff you see, you know. I, I had a guy tell yeah. me he was hunting a stand one time at Blaine's, and, and a bobcat come running out of the brush with a with a cottontail in his mouth, and a coyote was chasing him, trying to get that oh, uh, that rabbit from him. I guess both uh-huh. of them were stalking a rabbit, and the bobcat got it first or whatever. <laughs> that would have been cool to have on video, a coyote chasing, Boy, a, wouldn't it? chasing a bobcat instead of a roadrunner. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I turned on my varmint call one day, and, and no sooner did I turned it on, this bobcat came running to the blind. And I went, oh, my goodness. And I didn't even grab my rifle. I just, that bobcat ran straight to the blind. I turned the call off, and I stood up, and I looked out the window, and that bobcat was standing right under the blind. Oh. And I just leaned out the window and took a picture of him right under the blind. <laughs> he was standing there looking around like, where's the rabbit? Where's the rabbit? <laughs> I thought about Elmer Fudd going, where's the wabbit? You know? Yeah, wabbit. It, Silly wabbit. Yeah, it, it was funny. <laughs> oh, man. Boy, he was standing there just looking around. Blaine's got and, uh, a female bobcat that's been having kittens under one of his trailers for years. Oh, my goodness. And, and that that's the that's off limits. Nobody nobody shoot those. And that's uh, that's All pretty right. cool to watch. That is. We got one ground stand that's got a pretty good sized rattlesnake under it. And uh you, you go over there and you get in this ground blind and uh you're sitting there and if you'll tap on the on the floor of that blind It'll he buzz. rattles. Oh, <laughs> <It'll buzz you. laughs> man. Yeah. So when you get out of the stand you gotta be real careful. You know, before you, you open the door and then you better look real careful on the ground. But uh but he's under that stand. I think he's about a six footer. Oh yeah, that's that makes it real nice. Oh, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I could sit through a hunt knowing I got a got a big rattler under the stand. It'd be my luck as soon as I open that door to get out he'd it get me. Oh yeah. That's yeah, just well, we tell you don't want to be bit by. You know, I've I've heard the horror stories. People that have bad reactions to them, and oh, yeah. uh, with all the skin grafts, I mean, they're in the hospital forever, and just it's just terrible. Yeah. Well, I've been, you know, I had one hit me on the boot, uh, oh, a couple of years ago, but uh, I was up in Johnson City, and I was uh, walking back to the jeep. And a Jeep was parked in some high grass. And uh, just as I was going to step into the Jeep, one hit me on the boot. And I felt him popping on the boot. And uh, it wasn't a big one. But, you know, those are the worst. The smaller ones are worse than the big ones. But um, anyway, that's I, I think that's the only time I've ever been hit like that. But yeah, they say the small you, ones are worse because they don't know how to release that venom. They uh, Right. You know, they don't know how to control their venom like a mature snake does. Right. Yeah, they, they don't, they turn it loose, boy. They you let know, you have if all they them. lose their two fangs, they got two that just drop into place and replace those. That's right. Yeah. That ain't, boy, them some nasty hypodermic needles right there, buddy. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. But he hit me on the boot about halfway up. 
Goodness. He was he was not a real small one. He was a decent sized snake. But um anyway, he popped me, I knew what it was immediately. But I had on those uh, Justin boots then. And uh, I sure hate to lose those boots. <laughs> like like I told you, I'd had them about sixteen or seventeen years. I know, and, I've still uh, got the same pair I've had forever. Oh and, man. Uh, you My, can't wear them out. Those are that's a really uh, good boot. I'm telling you. But anyway, I pulled the heel away from one of them, and uh, it was about time. They were all dried, and, and finally dry rotted on Get me. some of them but, twisted uh, eggs. That's what I got, yeah. That's what I got. Those are comfortable boots. They really are. I know. I need to. Uh, man, I might just, if it stops raining today, I might just slide out and go buy me a new pair of those for Christmas. I didn't they really are. anything. They me and really my are wife don't ever exchange gifts anymore. We get it for the kids and grandkids and everything. I, that's what Christmas is about. Sure. Oh, Lighting absolutely. Those kids up and getting them neat stuff. But uh, yeah, that'd be. The more we talk about snakes, the more I'm leaning towards getting me a pair of them. <laughs> yeah, you owe yourself. You owe yourself. Oh a yeah. Pair of them. Been a yeah. good ride. Might as well go down in style. There you go. Especially with Blaine texting me earlier going, yeah, I just ran over a five-footer heading to Nava North, feeding the roads over there. Oh, man. I think he's got some quail hunters coming, and uh, he's graining yeah. roads. And we but, got a front coming. So yes. It's, uh, it might be on the move. You front know? coming with a full moon coming. There ought to be oh, some yeah. movement. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you I, we were hunting quail on the King Ranch one time, and I ran into a guy that that managed uh, twenty thousand acres on the King Ranch for uh, for a light company out of Corpus, and uh, right. they, they were just quail hunting. And uh, he said he'd been managing that for about twenty years, and uh, he said in all that time he he had made him a pair of, of chaps that uh, went all the way up and. Uh, he said, in all that time, he'd been hit three times, uh, and all three times uh, were above the knee. Yeah, hunting that tall mm-hmm. grass, probably, and those good those snakes exactly get it. on top of that buffalo grass and swim on it. That's right. They lay up on top of that grass. Yeah, they will. That's Sacawea. And he'd been hit three times. Sacawea. Sacawea. And I think that's what they call it. I just but call anyway, it buffalo grass. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. We, uh, well, it's salt grass. We always yeah. called it salt grass. And right. he said uh, one time, one hit him uh, above the knee and hung on those chaps. And he oh, ran Lord. out of that salt grass, dragging that snake. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. That'd get your attention. Yeah, it will. Yeah. You know, Man. I remember one year um, in September, dove season had just opened. And I had a guy in my boat fishing with me. And uh, he got a call, and his son had got hit by a rattlesnake in the thigh. That's how uh, high up it was. And he said that 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 snake hit him so hard it felt like somebody hit him in the thigh with a baseball bat. Yeah. And, uh, man, it messed his leg up. And uh, he was a uh, heck of a college baseball pitcher, and it ruined his career. It messed him up. Mm. That was the end of that. Well, I can believe that. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't want any part of that. No, yes. you don't want that. They said they, it was uh, big. They said the head on that thing was as big as your fist. It popped him. Mm. 
big mm. time. Knock the fire out of him. Well, just tears up that tissue and all that. That venom, oh, man, it's, uh, it's destructive. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. No, you don't need you know, that. Uh, they have a rattlesnake in California that's even worse than ours. You know, the western diamondbacks, they've got a rattlesnake over there that'll, man, you can lose a hmm. limb from them. Man. I uh, I worked out there in California for a year, and uh, I was uh, I was shooting a skeet at, uh, at Miramar. Uh-huh. And Miramar Gun Club out there, where they train the Top Gun pilots. Right, and, Top Gun, uh, man. We, we had this uh, trap boy went in one of the houses one morning. Boy, and he came running out, and uh, that's what I thought was in there, but it wasn't. It was one of those uh, Mojave rattlers was yeah. in that trap house, oh, and uh, boy. that's a pretty snake. But uh, but it's, you dangerous. don't want to run in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want one in the trap house. <laughs> But no. uh, well, he he came running out of that trap house, boy. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. But um, anyway, I tell you what, out there, they also had those uh, Phoenix. They had those sidewinders. They had those out there, right? And uh, I saw I saw some of those in Phoenix. Pit vipers, they're nasty. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, but anyway, if they, just, if they just crawled around and bit people, you'd hear a lot more about it. It's just, uh, you know, it's carelessness on our part. It's kind of like stepping on a ray, you know, and yeah, it, uh, it's just part of the outdoors. You just got to have your head well, on right. swivel and be aware. Of everything. Well, here, here, you know, you gotta, you gotta be conscious of the fact that they're swimmers too, you know, yeah. and these, these things here are swimmers and, um, a lot of people don't realize that they swim, you know? And I go, oh, gosh, yes. And uh, I've seen them across the bay, coming across the bay. And uh, when they get tired, they just coil up and they float across the bay. It looks like a cow patty floating across the bay. And, uh, man, I, I ran over one one day uh, between Lighthouse Cove and uh, Farwell Island. I'll guarantee that snake had to be six feet or longer. And... Uh, I just, uh, I had an 18-foot shallow sport back then, and I just centered him, man. I ran him right through that tunnel. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I chopped him up, boy. But, uh, oh, that was a big one. He was a good one. Boy. I made a good rattlesnake out of him. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I chopped him up. I pulled up the time of year you get these warm ups between fronts and buddy they mm-hmm. they they come out they're not like other atmosphere. snakes and stay in the ground they and hibernate they're 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 on they, the move all the time man they don't hibernate here no you know when Terry Thomas to, got hit down there at his place it was a, it was on a cold morning it was like twenty eight degrees oh he yeah got popped getting in the blind he just walked up to it and he was laying there and he popped him yep. Hey, people don't realize they don't hibernate here. You know, they just don't no. hibernate. And uh, I mean, now granted, they they get real well. Slow. They'll slow up. You know, they'll get in that slow yeah. mode. You know, the biggest one I ever saw uh, was we were quail hunting, and uh, it was in the twenties that morning. And the snow, the sun came out and it warmed up. Right. Well, as soon as that sun comes out, they come out. And you really better be careful. Because they're going to come out and they they look for that sunshine to warm up, and anywhere that sun is shining, but buddy, you better you better be real careful. Exactly. You know, I saw that in the freeze of '83, 
You know, when we had those 12 days yeah. of Christmas, it froze for 12 days. Oh. The snakes oh, and the yeah. gators came out of the ground because the ground got so cold. They came out for the sun, you know. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's cold when the snakes come out of the ground, buddy. Oh, you better and know the it. gators. You better know it because, buddy, it, um, they come out and they'll lay in that sunshine to warm up. Sure. And uh, we had uh, we had some we had some hunters at the ranch that um, it, it was in the high upper twenties one morning. Well, everybody waited till it warmed up and got up in the thirties, and uh, we went out to hunt quail. And uh, all of a sudden, I looked over and these guys were all huddled around, and uh, I walked over to see what they were doing. Well, they were standing there, and there was a six and a half foot rattlesnake called up. And they're standing there around him looking at him. I said, what are you all doing? They said, look at this rattlesnake. Well, this snake had about 14 or 15 rattles. And he couldn't he couldn't rattle. He just shook, you know. Right. His, shake his rattles back and forth. And uh, I said, shoot him. Shoot him. <laughs> I said, don't just look at him. Shoot him. And uh, finally, one of them shot him. But this snake was so cold, he just... He couldn't buzz, you know. He just shook his rattles back and forth. Yeah, let me ask but, you this because I don't know anything about it. You may know. You've seen these videos where the, those rattlesnakes are coiled up in a in a ball like you're talking about, and these guys will walk up and put their hand on them and pick them up, and they're just like they're dormant. Oh man, have you seen? Well, you're not gonna get me doing those that. videos. No, but you're not gonna get me doing it. No. I mean, I've, no, I I've can see seen where... several of those videos where these guys will just go up, walk right up to it, and, I mean, it's in a tight ball. It's not like he's loosely, you know, coiled yeah. and ready to strike. He's just in a real big ball with his head in the middle, and they'll just reach their hand under there and pick him up and hold him and talk about it and, you know, going. It's got to be real cold, I would think. It, it'd have yeah. to be. It's got to be something. Yeah. It's got to be real cold. Yeah. But, um and it can't be a lot of intelligence there, I would think. No. No. no that's your Darwin Award winners right there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. No, I wouldn't want to be – wouldn't be there. Uh, not me. You wouldn't catch me doing it. Nope. That's kind of like the old sl- saying, if you should lay down with dogs, you're going to catch fleas. You, uh, that's exactly snakes, right. You're going to get bit, buddy. <laughs> Sooner or later. Yeah. Sooner or later, it's going to happen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, what no, do you got plans me. to do on Christmas Day? Well, uh, not much. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang tight. Uh, I've got you know several invitations to go have dinner, but I think I'm going to stay home. I uh, old Tommy Coons wants me to come over and have have a Christmas day dinner, but I, I, I think I'm going to pass and just stay here and, uh, just kind of kick back, stay off the highway, you know? Right. But, uh, and I, you know, of course down at the ranch, they want me to come down there and have a Christmas dinner, but I think I'm going to stay off the highways. Well, it's uh, good and clear all the way on Christmas day. That's why I like going on Christmas day. There's hardly any traffic going South. Oh yeah, yeah. Usually that's the case, right? That's usually the case. But uh, anyway, I usually you know call my daughter and talk to her and, and wish her a merry Christmas and all that. They're 
she's up in Fort Worth with her step stepsister and and they're having their Christmas and all that. I'll let them have their deal and then I right. go up there and we have we have Christmas together uh after after Christmas. But um anyway we do that and uh have our Christmas together. A lot of flight delays right now. Nightmare at the airports, boy. Oh yes. Oh yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. Is. No, I wouldn't want to fly. I'm a little leery of the terrorist attacks and all that. I just got a bad feeling. I just—I don't like flying anymore either. Once they started shaking you down like you were a criminal, I just—I've I, already flown and been there and done all that. I'm, yeah. If I can't get there by truck, I'll just stay home. Well, all right, I've, man. Well, well, Lynn, if somebody wants to call you about hunting or fishing, and Merry Christmas to you. How do they get a hold of you, brother? Well, well, Merry Christmas to you too, and, and I hope you have a great one. Gonna do and, it, uh, buddy. Hey, I know, I know you will. You'll get a big one. Uh, they can reach me at three six one nine three five six eight three three. All and, right, my uh, friend. Get get that big one. Don't get buck fever now. No, nah, you know, that uh, big one's gonna step out any well, minute. <laughs> if it's big enough, I probably will. If it's one of them big swampbacks i might uh big, might get a little shaky there <laughs> big muy grande that's it big grande. all right buddy all right happy well, new year merry christmas and happy new year i'll see you next year dog all righty boy i hope all right, so later man all right have a good one bye we're gonna do her all right it's time for our top of the hour break and national anthem and all that you're listening to the outdoor show on christmas eve we'll be right back after these messages you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.